2: It's oh, time God. for the wrestling perspective podcast. That's right, we are back. We took the holidays off. I had COVID. I was sick. Whoa! Yeah, that's all right. I, I didn't die apparently, so I'm still He's here. Down
3: at the bus station making extra money and caught a little virus. <laughs>
2: that's that's right. Listen, it it was a long holiday. Uh, Uber,
3: <laughs> Uber,
2: <laughs> Uber Eats. That's right. <laughs> I signed up for my new app, Uber Beats. I drive around (laughs) and give you happy endings and get you to your destination. So, you know, I can do both.
4: How's it going today? Yeah. Yeah. The way to make a buck in Detroit, folks, right there. Yeah, times
2: are tough, okay? Do you know what I live off as a, po- a hit podcaster? The greatest wrestling podcaster around? You, you, yeah, you live,
3: off, you live off our names. Let's go. Yeah,
1: First, absolutely.
2: Question. All right. A still <laughs> Lars Fredrickson. We're doing a 2023 year in review. We're going to talk about it. I pulled Woo! some rules. Uh, what a crazy year it was, guys. We had uh, some people make two great returns. Not just one, but two great returns. We've had backstage fighting. Some people bit other people allegedly. I don't know. Uh we had all kinds of stuff, tons of play, tons of wrestlers. Uh they're trying people.
3: to no sell it, bro.
2: <laughs> Anyways, it was a crazy year. Uh I pulled some articles. I wanted to get your advice on uh what I somebody- bet you pulled them. I did, and I pulled him good. Um, let's start with a few people's, uh, and, and maybe your idea of who was the most improved wrestler of the year,
3: Ooh, in your opinions. That's
2: a good question. Hmm. A lot of people said Don Mysterio, which I could get behind that one. There was a couple Julie Hearts popping up in these articles. Tiffany Stratton popped up in a few. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight popped up. I mean, people forget. LA
3: Knight, but L.A. Knight was was always pretty technically sound, in my opinion. I Max mean, Dupree? Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. going from Max Dupree to L.A. Knight was a huge improvement, well, I think. Well,
3: I mean, but you could also say an improvement would be Jade Carg- Car- Cargill going to the WWE. That's a big improvement.
2: That's huge. <laughs>
4: right?
3: So, are Yeah, but if it, just... you've got
4: to categorize it then if you're going to say, is it in ring? Because right. I take that as in ring. When you say in ring, I say the NXT women. Because when I look at the NXT women as a whole, I see what they're putting together and what they're doing, and they just get better and better.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um most improved. I mean, but there's been so many, oh, Jesus. I would have to say I, I would go with Dom Mysterio. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I think like light years. If you watch something that he that he did maybe six, eight months ago, I think
4: now you would see a totally different wrestler. 100%. And I can, without uh, going behind the curtain too much, I know the kid works for it. Like, he works hard. And, um, you know, to go in and main event, Madison Square Garden, it can sound biased, but, you know, the biggest return in wrestling with mm-hmm. him. And l- look at what the crowd does. And, and, and actually, going there, I would probably say – with the gimmick and the work and everything, what he does, sure, Don Mysterio really tops the charts because you can't say one word without them booing him. So the gimmicks there, um, his work is on point and it just keeps getting better because he works hard. And if you read the results, if you go read where he's working, what he's doing, kid is working. I mean, think about it. He's working every TV show he can, you know, he, he probably doesn't have to go to NXT if he doesn't want to, I don't know this, you know, from anything inside, like, but people that, you know, they asked them to go to NXT now and then, you know, for him to want to come down and, and go over there and work and get better. Like, it's you know, it's very admirable. Well, you
3: know, I just recently saw him and Punker at the forum at the house show. And I think they had about 12 minutes and the match was very cohesive. The only thing that I would say w- about him is I think that there's still some timing stuff that might be an issue. But other than that, it was a flawless match. You know what I mean? So- yeah. Yeah, um, And that was just recently. That was just, you know, what, a couple of days ago as we record. Um, but yeah, so I, for, for me, it would be Dom Mysterio for sure. You you, Dennis?
2: I would say this might be, you may look at me weird, but I'm going to say Trinity in, in Impact. Oh. She was a good WWE talent. She goes to uh, Impact and I feel like she reinvented herself. She got so much better in the ring. Uh, she she looks more comfortable at that level, whether you believe the uh, online reports or not, whether she's going back to WWE or not. But I think if she does go back to WWE, her time in NXT will make her a better wrestler now than she was last time she was there. 100%. 100%.
4: Uh, that's the beauty of impact wrestling is um someone can go there and grow and totally reinvent themselves and walk out of there. I mean, look at Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley's been Alex Shelley but he's a singles competitor though I don't say he's he's exactly reinvented himself but to step up to that level um, that he's at holding, holding the world title he hasn't been there he's been a tag wrestler now he's got to cut promos now he's got to run you know continuous with storylines well and I also think that
3: impact gives these guys opportunities gals too these opportunities that they most may, maybe not ever get elsewhere and sure. you know For me, like, and I will always say this, but TNA has the best wrestling show from start to finish. If we're talking about pro wrestling, you know, you got enough of the promo. you got enough of the in-ring action. um, And then the matches uh, obviously tell a story. And I think they do the best storytelling in pro wrestling. That's just my opinion. Maybe it's just the way that they tell the story. But something is always... As something ends, there's always something to tie to the new beginning. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. And to me, that's very important to get me emotionally invested. So, you know, when you go to Impact, or excuse me, TNA, when you go there, I feel like it's not just a place, you know, it's not the B Leagues anymore. I really honestly feel that, like, if they had a TV deal, if they had these things, we we could see, I mean, their biggest mistake was was going against the WWE way, way back in the day. but. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they could do that now, but I definitely think that that a lot more people would be watching if, if it was more readily available.
2: I think the only downside, and you can't fix it, but I think, and Lars, you and I have talked about this many times, but I really think what has helped them land some of these guys is the fact that they can come in, They do a year, six months, eight months, whatever, reinvent themselves, and they can go somewhere else and be welcome back when that time comes again. And there are a lot of organizations, and Ace, you probably know this back in the day, where if you left, you wouldn't welcome back, whether it was a clean leave or not. I mean, there was that, you know, there was that like, oh, he's not part of the team. He's going for the paycheck. Isn't this why we all do things is so we can afford to have a house and a car? So, I, the, the, I, we've talked about that whole selling out thing, but I think in today's wrestling, that nonsensical thinking is gone.
4: Yeah, agreed. It's, it's, goes back to the territory system in a way, although there's so much, so much exposure. You can never have that segregation of a territory versus another territory where David Von Erich is in texas one of the best the highest you know rated baby faces but then goes to florida which i just watched some this morning and is a badass heel which i recommend anyone going to watch some footage of that he couldn't be he couldn't do that nowadays but exactly in in tna now that you could go there like you said and reinvent yourself or you know i need to work on this that there is i mean the mentorship that's there not just you know, I, I've come on board to work with everyone there. That's great, but you've got Tommy Dreamer, you got Lance Storm, you got such, and you know D'Lo Brown's there, like the, the, the people, Bully Ray, like all these people that have experience doing things that you can't just get anywhere you go. You know, so it's it's a great place, and people are readily available to help you. And obviously, for the game of the company is great, but also if you're like, hey, we know you're here, only gonna be here a year, but you know, come play ball and uh, get better because it's for the greater good of what we all love.
2: Mm-hmm. I will say, Ace, your name came up on New Year's Eve. I spent New Year's with Petey Williams and Chris Saban. And Chris Saban uh, had nothing but nice, amazing things to say about you. And that was before he knew you were on the podcast. Uh, just regular <laughs> now. So, uh, and he was just talking about how, you know, you have stepped in, you're showing up, people are coming to you and he goes, you know, and I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying this because, you know, Saban and I are like this. Best friends, Chris Saban. Best friends if you ever watch this. But um, he doesn't know it yet. Anyways, but he said, you know, here's a guy that has been at the levels that he has been in. And he's seen some people come in and have that I'm this guy attitude. He goes, he, you know, you don't. You come in and you're like all right, who wants to do stuff? Let's figure things out. And he's like, it's a breath of fresh air for you.
4: Well, thank you. I appreciate that.
2: All right. Uh, Tag team of the year, guys. Uh, I'll throw out a couple tag teams while you're thinking. Uh, some okay. people said Chris Owens and Sami Zayn were were tag team of the year. Chris Owens, Kevin. Chris Owens, Chris Owen. Owens. I'm you know. sorry, I have a different Chris. Chris Adams, gentlemen. Chris Adams is back. <laughs> Return of the year. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Uh, I may have a little bit of trouble getting behind that one. Uh, Miracle Generation, uh, Judgment Day has been a couple people. Ozzy Open has been some names thrown out. Guys, uh, one name that has been left off a lot of these lists, FTR.
3: No, the guns, f- fucking a, the guns. I'm sorry, they're the ba- best legitimate tag team out there in pro wrestling today, and I'll stand by that. Those kids, uh, fucking know what they're doing. Um, they're in a company that is a little obviously, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, um, that you know, but how they've been able to present themselves and, uh, you know, keep themselves doing it. And granted, they haven't been doing it for that long, but to me, they're, they
4: are the star tag team of 2023, bar none. And that's, you know I what? I wish I would have been prepped a little bit for knowing, for, for thinking about this. Um, though one is hurt, Eric is hurt, the Viking Raiders came back and having great, great freaking matches. Um, Your mainstays, the New Day are always around. You know, again, we have injuries at the moment. So it kind of ties into the Viking Raiders were killing it. And now Ivar on a singles run with Bronson Mm -hmm. Reed are just doing some great big man things. Um, Guns, guns are needing more seasoning, I think, but they're doing awesome. They're killing it. One team, and you mentioned FTR, the opposite that was called one of the best tag team matches of the year, the opposite on the opposite side of the ring was Jay white and juice Robinson, who I want to see so much on a singles wise out of the two of them. But I think they killed it and stepped up to the plate. In fact, I feel like at some point they stepped up and it should have been them at Wembley stadium wrestling for the tag titles. Um, and that, that just didn't happen. But, uh, I, I, think Jay white, I think Jay white and juice, um, but again, they're, they're with the guns. The guns will get there. They're they're almost there. They're getting they're getting really really freaking good. And it's just experience, you know. It's just t- it's just time. Uh, but I, I stick by the Viking Raiders. I think they came back in full force and were doing good stuff.
2: I don't hate that one either. Uh, I I don't think I could put Viking Raiders on my list just because. You know, uh, when did we lose? uh, Was it Ivar? Is that the one that went down with the injury? Eric, Eric went down.
4: Ivar's the big boy.
2: Did he go out? What four months ago? Uh, Yeah, I forget. So months ago. Yeah, for me to be the best tag team in 2023, you have to be a tag team in 2023. Uh, You know, I think overall, I I don't hate the guns. I think you're kind of right. They're just a little. They're just. They're smidge away. They're surrounding themselves. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Nice. Yep. They're surrounding themselves with uh, smart people around them to help them learn. And I love watching a tag team, and, and wrestlers learn. You brought up Jay Cargill earlier. There's a lady that you could see every week improving, and I, I you know, I don't know what her her she looks like right now. She hasn't wrestled yet in uh, WWE, but I bet. The WWE version of her we get is is going to be light years ahead of the version we got in AEW. But you know what? I'm going to go FTR. Someone should say their names. That's a team that has been – no?
3: Not this year. Not this year.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the rivalry of the year. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. people thrown out some interesting stuff mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens as one of the rivalries of the year, Swerve Strickland, Adam Page. Uh I'll tell you anything Strickland has done this year has been amazing so but I'm not sure I could put that one on my list. Uh I mean there's been so many good rivalries. How about anybody versus the Bloodline? Uh that that whole yeah. Bloodline storyline and I know Lars uh, you had high praise and you've had low praise at times with what they've done. Uh, wrapping up the year, and I'm going to ask you this question along with your favorite rivalry. Uh, did the bloodline end strong, in your opinion, storyline-wise, or
3: they
2: kind of in the middle for you and your rivalry of the year? Me? Yes.
3: It's way more interesting now. Uh, all I can say, you know, I think that with the insertion of punk, Randy back. Um, now the rock has come in to the whole picture. I think it's probably the most interesting it has been. I, and I would give all credit to Sammy Zane because I think that the only reason why I really paid attention to it was because of him. Um, mm-hmm. The Kevin's Ho- Owens thing is, was whatever, you know, we've seen that fucking 8 million times. So I wasn't invested in any way, shape, or form to that. I just, I'm not a fan of Kevin Owens either. I mean, I think he's kind of like the look that he has is a great old school look of a wrestler, but I've been, never been a fan. Um, I think he's better. I think he'd be better in, in in an AEW. You know what I mean? I don't really think he's, I mean, it's not a diss. It's just, I think that's more kind of where he would like to play. But um, rivalry, shit. I mean- uh, punk versus the world was my favorite <laughs> <too>, rival, <right?
4: laughs> but um, careful would, that you don't uh, want people going, Those two fuckers are just biased friends of his.
3: Oh, you know what? I almost I, I say for the record, I am absolutely a biased friend of his. I am absolutely 100% fully transparent, and a uh, uh, very biased friend. Okay, so now go fuck yourself um but but uh God the the I w- I would say you know Cody and Seth man uh fuck, that was those were some great matches you know um I would have to say that honestly in a lot of ways I mean I, I'm not I'm the I mean I've like I said the bloodline was great when Sammy was there for me now it's way more interesting but it hasn't really played out yet
2: and Ace why you think I will say this about Sammy Sammy, In that storyline was on on a path to being a Dolph Ziggler. Just kind of like maybe holding on to his job. This is just the way I perceived his career in WWE up to this storyline point. Not really doing anything great. Helping other people get over. I mean, in the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn storyline, you just knew Sami Zayn wasn't going to do anything. He was just the guy. So Kevin looks good, goes to the next level. He elevated himself in this storyline, made himself a major player. That's, that's something not a lot of guys can do in a storyline coming into being a C and maybe D list player and turn yourself into that storyline and then make people change things around because of what you're doing. So you got to give him props because he may have been 2023 wrestler of the year. If you look at it from that aspect, which we'll get to later for me, uh, and I am not a punk f- f- friend of punk, I am an acquaintance of an acquaintance of friends of punk. That's kind of you know, I'm like the weird cousin in the circle of punk, but I'm gonna say punk MJF that that dog collar match at the end. I mean, what might have been one of the matches of the year for me, I thought that whole storyline was great,
4: but also that was 2022,
2: close enough, close enough.
4: It <laughs> was early. Funny was enough, that early like, 2022? COVID
2: was. brain, guys. COVID brain. Um, then I'm gonna back. curtain
4: predict- per- back. I produced that match. So, yes, I know it was that early to think about oh. it. It was like, holy shit. It was oh. in like March. Hey, guys,
2: we're doing a wrestling podcast you know, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, well, you obviously
3: don't. I don't. Wow. Punk, Punk and I, Joe was great too. So, um. I, I, I
4: wanted to see more Punk and Joe. I really did. I liked it. It had legs. It's personally something I wanted to see. Um, it had never been done on a big stage. It had been done, and even at this and and it proved it by opening up Wembley, um, watch any other match to see if they had the crowd like those two. And granted, you could say, well, they were the first out. not really. there were two other matches ahead of time. They took psychology and use you know, and neither there you could call a couple like the the finish, the the, the Pepsi plunge, there's no way he's going to wrap his arms around Joe like back in the day. It's just a different element nowadays. You know? We're all built differently a few years later. But the smartness, the psychology they can put into it, working the people, all that stuff. For me, bloodline. Anything bloodline, With you're 100% right about Sami Zayn. Was not a player. He was just a bit player, maybe in that Dolph Ziggler role. And the happiest of all accidents happen without doing a fucking thing. Each week, not one punch thrown, just on promos, just on – the people are on their feet. They were engaged. And now you have another star at a higher tier where he's at. Like, even though they went into Mania and, you know, main evented, I I do think the, the ladies should have done the main event of Mania. Was it Rhea and Charlotte? Like, I think I watched that match a couple of times. Like, I do believe that should have been the main. That's not slighting the Usos or Owens and Zayn. I just think the ladies had that, you know, when they worked in the pandemic, when Rhea wasn't, she was on the, uh, she was on the come up. She was, she was still NXT, challenged Charlotte, all this good stuff. And uh, Charlotte was the NXT champion. She came down, blah, blah, blah. But now I would have liked to see the women hold another night. Cause if you remember Sasha and uh, who did she main event with? Cause I'm brain farting. Would came back with a crowd in Tampa.
2: Did you have COVID too? Because that's what I'm blaming my brain fart on. And by the way, I just want to say, Lars, I'm really excited about your Raiders and this new quarterback, Todd Marinovich. Oh, can't wait to see him throw touchdowns in the NFL. Wait, he's not in there anymore? See, I can make jokes about myself, guys. I make jokes. Todd Marinovich, what a pull, by the way, huh? Come on. Ugh. No no Todd Marinovich love? Ace, he's a football player. He used to play in the oh. NFL. I don't know if you follow football or not. With your Kansas, I team. follow.
4: I follow one team. I'm not a Swifty. I just follow one team.
2: Uh, that's why. That's why you're, you're, you're a fucking Swifty.
4: You're a Swifty. Um, uh, oh, are you going to tell us a story,
3: Lars? Oh, it's time to go <laughs> to sleep.
2: Hello. Uh, ESPN, by the way, is getting into the wrestling business. They put out a great end of the year. Well, list. I was,
3: I'm sorry, sorry Dennis, but I was started thinking about the rivalries that we've had, you know, mm-hmm. and I was I was kind of lost. And I and I remember being at the Rumble last year and then we had the WrestleMania thing with with uh with Cody and and Roman. I mean, you know, that could be like I mean, you know, Seth and and Cody was over a a, a few years, right? 2021, 2022, yeah, 2023 at the end there right Mm -hmm. so i mean it feels like i don't know that could have been the bigger thing i whatever just because of the story or whatever finishing the story i mean it's so interesting now sorry dennis
2: and by the way poor cody rhodes i'm starting to feel like this guy is going to turn into one of those great sports prospects that have two like hall of fame legends in front of them and won't get the opportunity to play for that team because he comes in to complete this story you know, you have Punk come back and now. You had him injured and he missed some time. Punk comes back, and now The Rock may or may not come back. This it's starting to get crowded at the top, and I like it for the WWE right now.
4: Oh, the options are insane, and yeah. I actually disagree. I mean, I, I like the thought that you're you're putting out there, but I think they help finish the story. I don't think they leave him out in the cold. Yeah, I th- I because it would right. it, be one thing if they did that last year, and we could debate all day long: should he have won? Should he have not won? No. Um and everyone's got and there you go you got different different opinions all over the place. He has continued to be up and over like they you know not in the corner, but he 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 had the feud with, with Brock. They did good business there. Brock did business with him and made him you know made it it made it a credible match. Like I liked it. again I liked it and um shit the business Brock has been doing in the last what five years even with Goldberg. You know, Brock's been been killing it. But for Brock to come in anyway, back to Cody, Cody is elevated still. And I agree with you. It's never been more exciting to have everything in the mix like you have. Punker's back. He's up there. You don't even know. We don't even know the the cusp of what's going to happen with everything that's going on. He hasn't even he's mentioned names. The minute he mentioned names, it's just dropping little nuggets for future stories because they can always go back and talk about it. And right now, him, him, he and Cody are buddies. You know, you've got Seth. You've got Roman. You've got, you know, who knows what the hell the Rock's doing around. Maybe he just cut a promo and went home because they were in San Diego. You know, they're in California. That's a two-hour drive from Los Angeles, from what I hear. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's good stuff. I Again, bloodline for me, anything that's running through, it did run its course. But they're still hanging on. They're still hanging on, you know. Maybe they grab a Jacob plot too. Maybe they grab, you know. Well, they
3: can now because MLW and WWE settled their suit. So they can, Mm
2: -hmm. you know. That's right. That was just recently. Once again, what a crazy year. Uh, I do want to touch on the Cody thing. And Lars, I want to get your opinion on this because I am, and we may have talked about this on a past episode of whether he should or shouldn't. And I think if he's going to win this, you need to build it up to a Daniel Bryant level kind of thing. And you can't do it without him having to clear hurdles, to have obstacles, to to feel like that downtrodden guy. And I don't feel that with Cody yet. And I need to have some almost there and miss out moments for me to really get behind a Cody and his story completing it. What do you think, Lars?
3: I think it's, it's he's following in his father's footsteps. Um, how many times did Dusty go after it and was almost there? I mean, I could probably name years. And when he did finally get it, he never kept it for that long. And then they started the whole process again.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? So to me, this is just, it, this is out of the playbook. of uh, Dusty, you know, and he, and I and I was totally okay with him losing at WrestleMania. I thought it was the best thing he could do. Look at where the WWE is now. They are the biggest thing that they've ever been financially. What's this business about? It's about money, right? Is it as a result of them? They're obviously smart and know how to do this, right? So they made the right decision because Cody Rhodes is bigger than he ever was. Like, like uh, Ace was saying, Brock made him brock put him cody was already in a different place the matches with with seth put cody on on a toll. it's like, i remember edge and how edge got built and i and i saw so many similarities and it's like they put cody to a place and when they're like well how can we elevate him out of this well let's put him with brock brock beats the shit out of him for 15 minutes and cody wins and keeps coming back right they made him. They made him a superstar, like uh, like a, a ginam a ginormous superstar, face of the company kind of thing. So I'm not gonna. I can't go back and say they should have given him the belt. I I honestly don't think that they should have, because what we're seeing now is the result of him not getting it.
2: I, I think the Seth stuff legitimized him because you have to. I think for. I don't want to say every WWE wrestling fan, but for a hardcore basis, all they watch is WWE. They don't really leave that universe. That's why they call it a universe. I fully believe that, whether you like the term or not. So for a lot of people, when they see Cody Rhodes come back, the guy they just remember is dashing Cody or Stardust or, you know, whatever version of the intercontinental uh, Cody Rhodes. They don't know. You know, the indie Cody Rhodes, the AEW Cody Rhodes, the, you know, the Cody coming back. And now the pop probably says otherwise in my defense on this argument. But I think him beating Seth made people go, oh, this isn't the same Cody Rhodes that we remembered last time he was here. All right, WW, let's move on. Uh, Women's Wrestler of the Year, Rhea Ripley. This is what ESPN says. Do you guys agree? Yes. Who would be your second choice in this matter? Since we all kind of agree, I think it's a moot point to fight this one.
3: Uh, Masha Slamovich, I would say. She's a great wrestler. I've seen her here on the Indies. I've seen her on TV, on TNA. I think she's incredible. I think, but then there's, I mean, there's so many. I mean, there's Mickey James for Christ's sake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who makes every woman she steps in the ring with look like a gazillion dollars. Yep. So I, you know, a value on value, um, Rhea obviously is very, very, very good, but it takes a Charlotte Flair. You know, you put Rhea in with a few other other ladies, maybe she's not gonna have as good of a match. She's gonna have the best match ever, probably the best woman's match ever in recorded wrestling history with Charlotte Flair for sure. That was the greatest woman's match I've ever seen in my entire freaking life. Like you, Ace, I could watch that three, four different times and just watch it. It's a technical masterpiece. The timing is perfect. It, The story, the build, everything is fucking, there's the heat. There is, everything is in that match. But, uh, you know, I, I would give her those kudos for sure. But let's just remember that it took a Charlotte Flair to get her there.
2: Uh, as far as Mickey James, I got to say, she bamboozled everybody. She had you and I, Lars, in this interview, hooked, line, and sinkered about this last ride thing. I mean, I would put it up there with uh, Mark Henry's retirement speech where we all thought he was going to retire and then he comes out and slams C- uh, John Cena and, oh, now he's back. We were all hook, line, and sinkered into this last ride thing. There was no chance she was going to, you know, retain the title. I think even we we hard timed her on the podcast about like, really, it's telegraphed. What are what are you doing here? And boom, mind blown. So you have to put her at maybe one B for just being able to pull that off because not a lot of people can pull off the retirement, you know, last ride talk and then go paha, fold you.
4: Surely she's not done, I would hope not. I mean, I admittedly again, I saw her at the pay-per-view and she was gone the next day and just gave her a hug and she's like, happy to see you here, like happy to see you. And then I'm like, oh shit, she's gone. I was like, I was hoping to see more of her up front. I have admittedly never been in the back watching her. I've known her all these years, but like watching her so much like perform and put things together, things like that. Like the, you know, the backstage aspect of it. Um, I was looking forward to watching some more because i love any show that i've worked a lot of times i will slip away when i have time i'll just go watch i'll just go sit in the crowd i'll go find a spot and listen to the people and see the match live rather than a freaking monitor um i hope to see more of her Rhea is an anomaly she's an anomaly she's she's been you it's something about um the australian kids that come that, that come over and have wrestled they all have such a respect for what we do and what this business is she is just light years above because she she just takes to it so awesomely um the next one and and i said this about the nxt women rising like tiffany stratton's on the rise you watch the things she's done uh i'm gonna get her name wrong valkyrie lieval i say her name wrong i I got it wrong you know i'm talking about she's your next one be on the lookout she is sharp she is really sharp, man. Becky Lynch wouldn't turn around. And Becky Lynch, with kudos to her, I think her work's been the best lately. This year, she's been on point with what she's been doing. And she would not, I don't think, again, I have no inside baseball on in this. I wouldn't think she would want to go down to NXT, Becky Lynch, and just work somebody out of, out of the uh, the performance center. But it's someone she has history with. and She's like, I want to go work this girl. And I don't mind putting her over whatsoever. I have no ego about this. Not saying she would have an ego about anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, let's put over the up and comer. Let's make some more. That's the beauty about this business that gets lost. Let's make some more people. So that way we're all floated up here. I think that's, again, I'm on a sidebar to the beauty of now Triple H has full reign. He's gonna try to make more people instead of, well, it's just going to be John Cena. It's just going to be John Cena. It's just going to be John Cena. I remember when Punkhead won the title and went away in 2011. Vince had to have a back like that. Had to have a back in two months. It would imagine if he just didn't show up for half a year and then one day pops in. Well, geez, that was I think that was July. He had to have a back by Summerslam, and then he had to go through the the hurdles to get to the long title reign that he had. But to break that glass ceiling, I think the workers now have more of a mentality of let's all make each other so we can make some money.
2: Uh Let me ask you guys this. We talked about the female male wrestler of the year. we touched on Cody. We've maybe you believe it's Roman. I don't think it would be because what he had like seven matches this whole year, who in your mind is your wrestler of the year? And then I'll tell well, you what ESPN
3: will well wrestler as in money no. making re- R- wrestling as a. What do
2: you think, whatever your version of that question is? Because I think you, me, and Ace have three different visions of who we and why we would pick our wrestler of the year. So
4: Ace, I.
3: Ace, think- you go first.
4: No, oh, thanks. Um, if you're going by numbers, you've got CM Punk right there. He's blowing it out of the water, either place. He is still top at a company that he doesn't exist in anymore. <laughs> top merchandise seller. He is top merchandise seller, and he's moving. He's moving the needle. He's moving numbers. Road Dog went on his podcast to say, "I felt like a schmuck because brother hugged me." And you know what, Road? You know Road Dog. He's, you know, he books the house shows. They they did these. That you went to the forum, Lars. I watched MSG. I heard about it. Holy shit! The numbers they're moving. Um, Punk for interest and Punk for superstar return. Punk for wrestler of the year. Um, has he had a chance to go out there and perform as much? No, he'll get there. We'll be talking about him next year to see what he does this year because he's just getting started. Um, I think Roman's definitely in the conversation. Cody, Cody is is a top runner. He's a top runner for that for being, a, you know, just a mainstay. Like he's come back from injury and he's doing everything he fucking can to fight, claw, and do what he came in to do in the first place. That injury, the injury sucked, but I bet it was it was it was kind of like our friend. Like he got injured, fuck. Okay, then he comes back with you know just, just pissing fire, just ready to go, and he has just been killing it. I say Cody could be your wrestler of the year.
3: I mean that's where I'm gonna go, and it's not because I'm a biased French friend, but no, I mean as far as like, I think Cody consistently puts on incredible matches. Cuts incredible promos. Uh, his believability is f- top notch. He makes you think what's going on is a legit shoot. And for me, that's a wrestler. Okay, it's not. It's not fucking how many pile drivers you can kick out of. I was at an indie show and there was nine pile drivers, and I was like, "This is the stupidest fucking shit I have seen." And uh, they, and you know, it's just, it's fucking stupid. It's like, it makes it, it's not a video game. It's a fucking, no. it's good versus evil in a physical contest. And and the further that we get away with that, uh, from that in pro wrestling, the less eyes are going to watch that because you instinctively know as a human, it's like human interest. you right. Cody brings that emotional response that you guys work so fucking hard for right and when he can do that day after day after day after day i watched primarily before our boy came back there was two things that i watched for wwe one was the viking raiders if i you know i would go and watch them and two would be any cody Rhodes segment and i would record those shows and i would go through them and if there was something interesting i'd stop but you know i'm also going to have to throw in this curveball because he's somebody that I think is 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 I can't say he's undervalued or overrated, but I would say the best pound for pound wrestler that is there right now in any wrestling is Gunther. So I'm just going to say, oh, that.
4: yes, I can't believe I didn't think of him.
3: Yeah, but I think he's he's probably your wrestler of the year, because even, you know, there's great argument. I know I just said Cody, but I would actually when I think about it, it's probably Gunther for me,
2: for me. Uh, I don't know if this is... We talked about him earlier. Sami Zayn. Once again, a guy who was supposed to be a peon in a storyline in an age of wrestling that only lasts four weeks. And then they cycle it out, and then it's on to the next. Here's a guy that started at the bottom put himself in the main event picture, whether he was just there as a personality or getting involved, but he was in the main event storyline every week. They built a storyline that was not about him and turned it into about him. And for nine months, it was a thing. And it, for me, when you become a bench player and put yourself in, you know, the leadoff spot in a lineup that all of a sudden is going to the world series you have to be in the talk for mvp and I, I i'm not a massive Sami Zayn guy but for what he did in 2023 i don't know if we will be able to see anything like that again in wrestling for a very 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 long time
4: yeah it's a it's a hard thing they they stumbled upon like like i said that was so exciting just Without touching, without throwing a punch, without doing anything, the verbiage, the anticipation of him on the show, what's going to happen next, what's going on with the Usos, like the whole circus of it all was phenomenal. Um, for me, when you go back to Gunther, uh, Walter, I, I, I love legitimate looking wrestling. Uh, that's just me. It's what I teach. I love entertainment value, too. Don't get me wrong. I've done some goofy shit. But. Um, this but, when I, yeah. <laughs> but when I when I sit down to watch wrestling I can be entertained but I really but I don't want to see a whole lot of haha if MJf would have kept it clean all year instead of too much haha I would have gone a lot with some of his reign I am very hopeful I'm just putting this out there that Samoa Joe can bring his brand and do what he can with it because Joe has the talent and Joe was overlooked before. Or, you know, a snake bitten with it with an injury here and there for a time. Like I want to see Joe do some stuff. But Gunther, holy shit. Gunther and the Miz. Did anyone see that coming? That 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 match? Holy shit was that good. And then they even went on TV and had another spectacular match, completely fucking different. It was great. It was great stuff. It was it took the worker out of me to like Completely, I could analyze it and go, oh, oh. But I just was in anticipation, like, wanted to see because it had a legitimacy to it. And it had the people. The people were in it. You can hear the people. You can hear when they got to pipe in the the, the, the cheers and just the, the crowd. Or you can hear the legitimacy and see them moving when they're really into something. So I'm looking forward to more, you know, Miz, Miz stepped up to do, to do his job for sure. Sorry, I went off track for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, so now great. you ruin this whole podcast. Way to go! Um, no,
4: Yay!
2: Uh, should we even talk about debut of the year? I mean, CM. I
3: mean,
2: hands. Yeah,
3: hands yeah, down. I mean, he, there That was the the debut of the. I mean, he had two debuts of the decade. So, re a re debut.
4: Yeah, a re-debut. Um, yeah. you call it? Do you call it a, a, a debut? I mean, it's a
3: return. It's a return. So I think know, if you're a return, a couple you debut. Know, a debut, leader, right? a debut like, is like when John Cena came out the first time in his jorts. Exactly. Like that that's a debut. Exactly. You know, or when you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else at that time. Uh Yeah, I mean John Cena, The Rock. You know, maybe those are debuts. The Undertaker. That's a debut. You know. Right. So I, I I would say you, I think Ace is to something. It's a, re, it's, it's, it's a return.
2: Return of the year then guys. CM Punk. Oh, well, there you go.
3: Well done. Yeah, Moving on.
2: I'll, I'll,
3: I'll, in your
2: mind, promo artist of the year.
3: Well, it's either Cody or Punk, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. maybe uh, I, I do love, um, uh, uh, um, oh my God. Why can't I fucking remember his name i can see him Go But
2: ahead. while you're thinking about that there are a couple other guys that would be maybe in the running next year i put swerve strickland up there for maybe next year that guy had a couple promos this year that i'd say tickle the top but not quite there swerve for me is is in that running but wouldn't be quite there the the, the punk promos have been great MJF, you could throw him in there before he got uh, silly MJF MJF, and was doing the whole Best Friends gig. I I liked anything he did. but Oh, God.
4: Um, I I think Swerve is on to something. I mean, and I remember him in NXT, you know, before he'd gotten any any, any good matches or, or moving around, and I liked that he was different. I liked that he has a different style. He's more of a modern style for sure um but look what he's done for himself he's built himself up fell out of the hit row thing you know and thank god yeah yeah took a uh, but he took he took that if you want to call it the negative and turn it right around and he has never stopped working and i don't think you'll ever see him stop working he's got that he's he, he's just legitimately about like you know i, I don't know if he, he he's i don't feel like he's selfish i feel like he's just going after something and I feel like a lot of other people, I wish they had that assertiveness for their own career rather than just, okay, well, this is what they do with me tonight. I, saw, I feel like I was at Swerve's very
3: last match. It was a king of the indies here in the Bay Area before he went down to NXT. And I will say that if there was all of the world's talent in one guy and one future guy, it's Swerve Strickland. There's, I don't think that there's a better prospect for uh, a face of your company than him. I just really don't think so. I feel like all the aforementioned people that we've mentioned, I think they've made their bones in this business to a certain degree. Um, you know, maybe not so much MJF, but you know, obviously MJF is a, is a super talent as well. But I mean, when you really think about wrestlers now, who are holding their own, who are why you would go and watch a program. Swerve Strickland has that power. Why I would be engaged in a, in a wrestling program. I'm going to go to watch Swerve Strickland because he, by far to me, it's not not only is he an amazing guy, super cool dude, freaking rad dude that you want to root for anyways, because he's humble and he's real, but he's got the talent to back it up.
2: You know? And uh, a couple more things as we wrap this up here in a few minutes. Let's say most improved promotion of the year, guys. This is kind of off the top of my head. Not best, but most improved. Hmm. I'm going to say NWA. While you guys think about this, Uh, you think of...
3: Was it because of the cocaine or...
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That makes everything better, especially TV shows (laughs) in the 80s. Um, uh, But this is a promotion that... I think at times was under MLW uh, if we were had, had to rank them. They had a very uh, I'd say limited roster uh, early in the year, maybe didn't do all that much, but with, with where they started out in the year and where they are now, whether they, you believe they pissed away an opportunity at network TV gig, or they have some, I don't know, but for the fact that they went from a YouTube show, YouTube show to talking about a network show, is is light years beyond where they started the year. So for me, my money, NWA.
4: I like the idea that he's going back to the territory. I always love when I hear this talk of, they're going to make it a territory. I like that he's doing that. I like that, that Billy is partnering up, that the NWA is partnering up with locals, local territorial things. You're going to find the system to find people has been broken forever. Um, what I hope with the territorial system is you have, veterans that could help teach the right way so there's not so many bad habits that continue through pro wrestling that's the old man in me but i like the fact that it can give a spotlight to a guy somewhere in west virginia or north carolina that we don't know who the fuck they are you know what i mean um you, you say ftr earlier nobody knew who those guys were until wwe signed them and they'd been on the indies for a while you know um down in florida they're working with a promotion down here um i I don't know of any others that are exactly signed but i like that idea that that nwa is doing that um again you could call it bias but because i'm in the know and watching the numbers tna's been doing great numbers for their shows um the the sellouts everywhere working to venues that are exactly their size that's not going too big you have the the big show I remember, and if I've said this before, shoot me, but it's my experiences. The day Ring of Honor did a thousand people, I opened the show. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky walked back. It was the first mania that anyone had piggybacked off of in Chicago at the, uh, in Chicago Ridge at the field, at the Frontier Fieldhouse. And Gabe walked back and said, are you guys ready to open up the show to the first crowd of a thousand that Ring of Honor's ever had? That was a great fucking feel. And the place with all those, with a thousand people was just, insane you work to those you, you work to an audience and a venue that that suits you perfectly so yeah. i you know at the moment i think the growth there if you want to call it a regrowth because i know you could look back at the numbers and say well they did these numbers back then when when a hogan was there and, and the Bischoff era and blah 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 blah." but even then i i didn't i mean i guess maybe I i didn't watch it then like but the interest in what's going on and the interest in wrestlers there and the type of show I sat and watched that show unbiasedly to see what's going on. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of great fucking people that work at this place. Like where's the eyes on this stuff? Um, If NWA can get workers for them to get that explosiveness are I mean, they're getting better and better all the time. You got veterans, you know, Trevor Murdoch's there. He's been working a long, long time. I knew him back at Harley's Um, you've got all this isn't there anymore, but you've, you've got some veterans working around that place that are, you know, Hopefully, can help it come up and and you know backstage, Dr. Tom, Ricky Morton, you know, folks like that, Homicide, Medusa, know, young, Medusa, like uh, up and comers like uh, Colby Carino, Steve Carino's son, Joe Alonzo, like you got some talent, Carrie like, Morton, Carrie Morton, my you know my apologies, yeah, Ricky Morton, Carrie Morton, like you've got guys that are, that are on the cusp that within a year or two are going to be shuffling around different places, you know, so. I, I can agree with you on nwa and impact together improve um as far as business goes look at what wwe's done it's insane so. yeah
3: yeah I'm, I, you know it's 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 really hard to pick out of any one of them i mean there's obviously a clear winner with the wwe because you know if it's if it's on a business standpoint then you know who's doing the best business who's doing the best you know storytelling right now who's capturing more viewers you know it's obviously WWE bar, bar none, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm with you, Ace. Like, I'm gonna go TNA on this one just because of the slow build that they've had and watching them. They're growing, you can see the growth, you know, and that's something that you can physically, tangibly touch with that promotion. Yes, sir. uh, NWA, I is, is for me, is, is I, I can't say it's still must see TV, but I do watch it from from when I get opportunities, it's, it's, and it, that's also growing too. It's at a different pace. Like you, I love this whole territory system. The only way it's going to work is if, if the younger talent actually listens to the older talent. Um, I think that's, that's just gotta be anywhere. You Mm -hmm. know, there's, there's a reason why there's guys that are vets that are pros. Uh, They sort of know what they're talking about. I mean, and throughout my career I've come along, you know, younger bands and, you know, the cockiest ones always seem to burn the fastest and you don't hear from them again. And I can name probably 25, 30 bands that, you know, (laughs) doesn't matter. It's a whole other show. But my point is it's the same thing with wrestling. It's the same thing with any kind of business. If you're not going there to learn, if you're not going there to improve, if you're not going there to listen, then you're a fucking idiot. And you just need to find something else to do. You know, maybe go be a teacher you know? Um, but other than that, I would say, yeah. TNA.
2: Uh, and and I want to touch on two things that happened this year that were massive. I mean, we started the year with a McMahon in charge and we end the year with no McMahons, uh, (laughs) basically running the WWE forever. I did any of us of us see this come in. I mean, I think we've talked about what that would look like after Vince died, but I never thought in a million years Vince would sell his own company or not pass it down to one of
4: his kids. No, no, I, I 100% thought he would pass it down or but if you think about it in total Vince fashion, he makes the biggest deal. I don't know if it's ever. but for an organ in, in this field, in the entertainment, especially the wrestling entertainment field, which they are top always, for him to go out on such a deal he still maintains a position he's not in, really in charge of things it sounds like um you know maybe he finally just said all right fuck it but i made this deal you know watch watch. you know finally he can let it go and let it blossom maybe he goes and plays with his grandchildren i don't know i don't know what the guy does but yeah i couldn't have saw, couldn't have seen that coming couldn't have seen it coming when hunter went down with uh the heart trouble you know i was there when that happened and we were all just like, what in, the, what in the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere switched. And we're like, oh, you know, like they, they it, it just, the, the the air behind the scenes and how things were going to be done completely changed. But Hunter had a way of doing things down there. And it was basically, we were in our own bubble in NXT. <laughs> it was, You know what I mean? Now that he has control of all of it, now you see a lot of the mix and match you're going to see the creed brothers come up when they're they're they've got a lot of greenness on them but how else are they supposed to get better again we've gone through this before lars like you get bet, you're a better musician because you play with better musicians you know if rancid only played with rancid all the time you would just be one band you guys you know, if you guys never branched out and played with other uh, other bands other players you never would You just find something new for yourself or a new sound or something that, 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 you know, gets the
3: the juices flowing. Well, the most I've ever learned is from people that who have been younger than me and Uh, older than me too. So it's like, but it, but it's the same mindset. It's like when you come in and you work together, that's when you learn. If you come in saying my way is better than your way, That's when there's no there's no place for you to sit uh, at a table and share with each other. Right. And I've been in many positions before as a musician in in different bands. I've been the one who brings all the songs and I've been the one that brings some of the songs or, you know, co-write or whatever. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I've learned so much from working with other people um, and being open to that. And not thinking that my way is always the best way, but also having the experience to say, nah, that's fucking stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right,
4: right, right. And,
3: and, you know, you we can do this, but I, if we go about it this way, it might be come out better or whatever it is. And so, but you always got to listen. You got to listen to everybody. But if I'm in a room with fucking Gary Holt and Phil Demmel and we're talking guitar, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to fucking listen. If I'm sitting in a room with Lemmy or fucking Angus Young or Malcolm Young, you know, God rest their soul. But you know what I'm saying. If I'm -hmm. in that room, then I'm obviously not going to open my mouth much. Right. Right. You know, I'm going to listen because these guys have been doing it fucking before I was born, kind of. So, Mm -hmm. of course, I'm going to learn something if I just shut up. And if I'm smart enough to know when the golden nuggets are dropped in front of me, if I can pick them up and somehow apply it to what I'm doing
4: then I'm going to probably be a success. You know what I mean? But like, it's like, like you said, like you said, I had the same thing with coaching. Like I, I sit with the Rip Rogers and I pick his brain and it's nice to hear that I'm on the same wavelength, but then I get little nuggets, but I'll turn around and I'll go to a wrestling school that, you know, has a different style. Well, I'm not above stealing some drill or warm up that they do. You know, they've all trained different places too. Um, I respect what they do. I have something else to give as well. You know, it's again, the places that invite me in, uh, you know, my everything I do at, at when I do workshops and stuff. But sitting and listening when I coached with, you know, a, a fit Finley or Terry Taylor or thing, you know. Again, I've said this a lot lately. Where else am I going to find anyone that worked a sixty-minute, you know, Broadway with Ric Flair in the eighties? Where's Terry Taylor? Who who else can I pick their fucking brain? Who did Shawn Michaels go and learn from? Terry Taylor, fit Finley. Who's going to have, since he was 14, 15 years old, coming up, who's going to help me learn the British style and psychology that they had over there? Himself, Dave Taylor, Robbie Brookside. Again, just Regal. Regal. Yeah, Regal. I was trying to keep Regal out of it because I I use him a lot. But I'm using just a well-rounded Norman Smiley. Holy shit. Black Magic. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
4: Black Magic. Rip Rogers. Let me work with all these guys and listen to the nuggets they did. That they drop it makes me a better coach. It makes me a better coach. It makes me convey this business to you better. When I go down and, and work at Hybrid with with uh, Coach Funaki and hear different things, he'll look at me and he's like, "Please tell them." I I tell them this shit, but they're not. Maybe when you say it, they'll listen. You know, just like when your wife says something, you're like, "Oh, you know, Lars told me blah blah blah," and my wife will look at me and like, "You fuckhead! I just <laughs> told you that, but it matters when he says it." You know much the same and i don't think anything's ever happened like that lars i just used that example well
3: i know it i know i i you know yeah you get what i'm saying
4: okay we good
2: yeah and to wrap this up for me personally wrestler that i hope gets what he deserves this year is chris jericho fuck that guy (laughs) uh listen fuck that guy uh that the end of 2023 just getting just getting it right under the the just the wire thank you karma that's all i'm gonna say uh i i don't know you guys i have known and heard stories of them allegedly and uh i will say that uh fuck them uh there's been many years now where i was just waiting just tick 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 all right someone because i you know we've all heard stories about certain people and that was one person that people that i know in the industry love to tell me things about because that guy is just a alleged prick an alleged bully and uh allegedly i hope he goes fucks himself so that's just me guys i don't know how you guys feel about him salt of the earth fuck him so uh any any thoughts that we've? I just want to end it with that. So uh, I was really excited. Biggest <laughs> karma cheerleader right there. I could not end the show without saying, "Yay, karma!" So, um, uh, karma, he- karma
3: will get you. Karma, karma's is a constant. Yes.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, uh,
3: there's an old saying where I grew up, and maybe it's an old saying where you grew up, but it was uh, the truth has legs, and I think that. Um, no matter how far or how fast you try to run away from it, it will catch up, up to you. And that's for that, for that. And that, and that goes for every human being on the face of the planet earth. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think we're seeing right now in the world of professional wrestling, some pretty mind boggling things. And, uh, some of it is, is, is laughable. Some of it's very entertaining. Some of it is just kind of like pathetic. But at the end of the day, it's the thing that I love. One of the most, one of the things I love most in the world. And it's pro wrestling and everything that's comes with it is fucking entertaining. Sometimes I'll tell you that much, but, uh, and I don't mean that at anybody's actually, I mean that at all your fucking expenses, you fucking (laughs) morons, you know Uh, what I mean? Just, you know, I mean, fucking don't be Courtney love. I mean, that was lesson one in 1995. Do not be Courtney love and you'll be fine.
2: Well, someone was Courtney love, I guess. Um, did I miss anything in this episode of 2023 that you feel like needs to be brought up before we put a bow on this year?
3: Uh, yeah. Everything punk said was right.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I can talk about it. I didn't sign an NDA. Did you sign an NDA? I didn't
3: sign an NDA. No.
2: Oh man. I mean <laughs> if if only you know what? Uh, maybe uh maybe this year we make a change. Let's get rid of Ace and bring Lucy in for the podcast. <laughs> and uh oh, maybe shit. maybe we can have a more entertaining <laughs> podcast because I I'm sure she could talk about some things. She may have seen some things. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I mean, well, I
3: just you know, it's funny because everybody's in a better place. Yeah. Everybody's
2: everybody. I mean, everybody has has worked out great. Look, CM Punk and WWE. Ace still on this podcast. I mean, sorry, Ace. Everybody won but you. You're here, he's there. <laughs>
4: that's all right. Uh, that's I'm good. still smiling. Yeah, I'm still smiling. I'm doing well.
2: But in, in Lars and I have talked about this many times. For us, you being on this podcast is the greatest thing that happened to us this year. So thank you. We we yeah. bust your balls uh, a little bit. but And not to get mushy, we totally appreciate you wanting to spend each week with us now.
4: I appreciate it so much. I love doing the podcast over the summer. I need to actually go back and revisit some things, especially for social media. Like we had a couple of great conversations. Lars, while you were gone, I didn't know if you got to hear them at all. No. Um, Chris Hero you know, is great. Hero, Kylie Ray, um, you know, connections that I made in the last year. You know, I'd never met Kylie Ray before. Um, uh, to meet her and talk to her about Chicago wrestling and her, you know, coming up through the business and the places she's been, her inspirations, um, talk to Hero. Um, I, I, coming down to just to talk about what I love. You know, I say this all the time, the business owes us nothing. Um, Adam Pierce often looks at me and goes, you taught me that, the business fucking owes us nothing. Right, it doesn't, but we love it so much and we need to nurture it, even though, you know, same with Rip Rogers, like, you know, he's he's, go, Rip's book, I'll give him a cheap plug for no reason, buy his book on Amazon. Beautiful typos and everything, but the quotes, the nuggets are there, I read it and I go, I know this, but he's just putting it down, like he just put it all in one spot, like what this business is to all of us, like the entertainment value it gives us, the simulating fighting, uh, what can take us out of our element, out of our daily lives and just make us fans like I love to be made a fan. I am a fan and a mark number one of this business and sport, you know, Um, and I love to bring to it the realism that, you know, mentor Harley Race gave me all this good stuff. But the business is great, and I love that you guys gave me the opportunity to be here and talk about this stuff. And I love continue, love to continue to do it. It's been a joy. And
2: I will just say kind of the piggyback. This year, guys, as wrestling fans, I know I bash wrestling fans a lot just because I'm one of them. Uh, hey, guys, let's stop reading dirt sheets less and enjoying the product more. Be surprised. Uh, you don't need to know everything that's going to happen a week before. I want to be surprised. I don't read dirt sheets. I swear them off. I don't I don't need to know the news. I want to be surprised. And I well, think I the,
3: to, not half the time those sh- they're wrong. Right. It's but not, I, they're a lot wrong. I, I mean, think the wrestling yeah, industry right. would be yeah. so much
2: better if just people will allow themselves to be surprised.
3: I mean, I will yeah. give it to Meltzer. At least he went to school to become a journalist.
2: <laughs> Did he do anything with that?
3: I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> But I'm just, uh, I'm just giving you know credit where credit is due. That's all he's gonna get.
4: <laughs> but you know, I feel, I feel like I feel like you'd be the iconic.
3: You go to journalism for that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But in uh, Lars, going into 2024, what's the one thing you're looking forward to?
3: Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything's gonna shape up with the WWE. Obviously, very excited for my friend who seems to have had a fucking oh my god it's so beautiful you know how excited he is about being someplace that he loves i'm looking forward to seeing more of the west coast pro stuff i'm gonna try to make it to vegas for the to the tna show um yeah so i mean i'm looking forward to watching tna grow uh the wwe slay i'm curious to see i you know I want the alternative, and I just want to be for the record. I want the alternative to WWE. I want it. And I'm going to root for everybody who's going to try. My only problem is, is that if you're being stupid doing it, that's going to be your own downfall, right? So... um I just, I'm looking forward to the year. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what transpires. I'm looking forward to the NWA. I'm looking forward to MLW, GCW, West Coast Pro, WWE. You know, I want to see what happens with Swerve Strickland, honestly. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot. I want to see what happens with MJF, even though he's injured. I want to see what happens with Samoa Joe.
2: Ace, I want to see what
4: happens with the guns.
2: Yeah. Ace, one thing you're looking forward to in 2024?
4: Oh, God, just where this business is and where it's going to go. Like, I'd like to hear what I'm going to forget what I said in probably, you know, an hour. Um, I want to see how this business explodes this year on all ends, on all fronts. It's, it's great to have work everywhere for everyone. If the wrestlers are prospering, then that means it's, it's a successful business. Um, I hope it's successful in the right way. I hope that you know, it just booms. It just booms. Like he said, I echo the same sentiment. I want to see my number one student prosper and grow and show him who the fuck he is. And he's doing that. I want to see TNA impact grow and show them who the fuck they are. Um, I want to see everybody just do business. So that way the market is just hot. Like, you know, just like we we're talking about it. You, you know, you're throwing shots about, you know, uh, NFL players, that I have no fucking clue who that is. I know Roger Staubach. I know Walter Payton. I got 85 Bears for you. You know, I got Richard Dent. But like a sports league just like that, let's have shit like that go on. Let's everyone be smart, not do stupid shit, and let's have a very awesome business. And I look forward to coaching more this year. It's what I look forward to do personally.
2: Uh, For me, I think I'm going to look forward to more local indie shows here in Michigan. We have three or four really good ones. Rhino has one uh, down in Southern Michigan, which is really good. Uh, I, I haven't been to one of their shows yet. Uh, But I follow uh, Gary, who is his business partner, and I see a lot of pictures of them posting that. There's a XICW out here. That's a pretty popular one. I've been to a couple of those shows back when Petey was wrestling there. Uh, But there's there's like three or four other really uh, good ones I've not been out to, and I had no reason not to go. But this year, I'm making it a point to go to more indie shows. It's easy to go to the big shows. It's just, it just the indie shows get lost a lot in the sure. shuffle of watching wrestling. I mean, outside of the like two or three we go to, I think there's probably a ton more that are good and a million more that are probably bad. But you know, uh, I think the last two or three years, indie wrestling has righted that ship of three hundred matches a show. Uh, they haven't quite figured out how not to do power drivers and Canadian destroyers every match, but you know what? It's a process, and at least it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong. I know you two have a more of a finger on the pulse here, but it seems like a lot more of those carny bad promoters are being shuffled out of the industry, and you have a lot more mainstay kind of trustworthy promoters. Is that kind of a true statement?
4: I, I honestly, I'm not as in tune with the indie scene, but I mean, I would hope so. The old car, they're still out there. There's still old carny promoters out there. Oh, yeah. You just got to watch yourself. So don't work for free. But um, I, I hope that the business thrives and I I am an independent wrestler. I come from the independents. Um, it was different when I was an independent, you know, but still um, it, it was... It was everyone coming together to make a good product and so we could grow and get somewhere at work. And I hope that's the same mentality, not just to go out and do a destroyer through a table or be on, you know, like a a botch club or botch mania type thing, you know, Mm. to hopefully avoid that with the silly thing we do, like take care of your bodies, take care of each other is what I got to say
2: all right well that was 2023 we look forward to doing more podcasts each week now that we're back from the holidays i'm not dying anymore uh ace you're back even though you're nda'd up uh lars you're here i love it man we are excited we're gonna bring you in this year we've talked about it a mix of interviews and just our opinions i think you know people like our opinions we have a ton of email we got to do another email show to clean out the email bag but uh People love those email shows. We love talking to wrestlers. We're going to give you a mix of all of it here on The Wrestling Perspective. Thank you guys so much. And uh, happy 2024, everybody.